We kick off hour number two. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. The official credit union of three and out. What a weekend for uh, for sports. Yeah, uh, I was watching the possession where it's eight to eight. Mm-hmm. Chris, there's only 12 minutes left in the first half, 12 and change. Eight points. Jeez. Yeah. Actually, I guess it was – no, I'm sorry. It was, it was eight to five. Tennessee was leading with 12-27 to go after, at the foul call. So, Pat Adams is under the basket, right? Mm-hmm. Tucky brings the ball up the floor. Pat Adams under the basket. Uh, Sheboy's trying to post up. And, you know, he and Plovsic are, I mean, just killing each other. Sheboy is doing the offensive arm bar to try and hold him off. Plovsic is basically like, you know, hugging him. Sheboy actually gets the ball, kicks it out to a guy in the corner, and they hand fight as the ball gets tipped around to the free throw line. Uh, Sheboy ends up getting it, and then the next shot goes up from three that's going to go down. Pops just <laughs> chucks him right in the chest. I mean, I love I, it's good technique. You're man. allowed to do that. They, like I heard Bill is saying, "Oh, he just he's just throwing his arm into it." You're allowed to box out from the front like that as long as you don't extend the arm past ninety degrees. But I guess I didn't like it. You can you know that right? I mean, you, yeah, you I mean, can that's we, you can box out with that's the, the front. We, that's why we taught our kids. To yeah, to do. find somebody, touch them, and then yeah. you can turn around and look for the ball. I mean, we tell our high school girls to chuck, hit them in the chest and go get the rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I heard Bertelkamp saying, you know, Plosic, his job was to keep Sheboy off the boards. You know, not to worry about getting his own rebounds. Uh, Kentucky had a pull-up jump shot off the inbounds. Terrible defense by Key. I mean, hor- just horrific. It was on, uh, what's his face, the shooter, Fredericks, Mm -hmm. whatever. Walmart, Tyler Hero. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he he went off a screen, came back off another screen, and gave Key a pump fake, who he flew out of bounds, and then he hit the two. Yep, So that was, so it was eight, it was eight to five going into that possession. You left it down 10-8. Sweet. Yeah, those are always fun. Hickman made a great point during the break. Uh-huh. He said, "He says all that matters is the tournament. So why does he even care about the regular season game? Yeah, why do you care? Because it was Kentucky. If it was Texas A&M, so be it. Stuff happens. But it was a bad Kentucky team that you had the chance to absolutely crater their season, and instead you probably just helped them figure it out. Like the nice – Givers we are down here. In is that it? Since Rick and Cal are such good friends, he's like, eh, keep this one a little close for you there, Cal. We don't want you to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Barnes was probably like, got you covered, buddy. Hey, he's a guy. Missed these layups. Mm. It's okay. Oh, now I get this. Now I get the nice graphic here on the rewatch. Zero points in the last 5 16 <laughs> for Tennessee. You know, it was 8 nothing. Now it's 10 8. Tweeter says, Saturday's game showed exactly why fans don't, won't ever trust a Rick Barnes team in the postseason. They have no offensive consistency at all. Mm-hmm. Chase wants to know if we think uh, this pushes Ziegler to start. No. Okay. 
Just that simple, huh? Well, I mean, we went on the 8-0 run when he was on the bench. True. came out hot. True. Yeah, I was like, we were tracking starts, right? That's another good start. Yeah. How do you get up 8 to nothing, and then go into halftime down 33 to 26? Uh, it's called Rick Barnes. How do yeah? How do you score to the first eight and then only get, have to get to twenty six out? I know. So are we done now? We What's just we with, done. We on to baseball? Is that no, it? No, no, no. What's up with Phillips? Like what? Why is he so inconsistent? Yeah. It re- it's like every other game too. Like it's he'll he'll have a decent night and then he just vanishes. Mm-hmm. I mean he. 18 minutes, three rebounds, two points. I can see it from Phillips because he's a freshman. Like, what is Kumwa doing? Well, Phillips only took two shots, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you feel, like you, want, don't you feel like you want to be a little more aggressive? 18. Oh, 18. I just no, want to Bar- be more aggressive. You want Kumwa to be more aggressive? I think if we're going to blame Barnes, do you blame Barnes for Phillips, the way he plays? Passive-aggressive. I mean, move the ball. Maybe they make him pass five times before you take a shot. Oh, uh, we're going Hoosiers? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Miller gets it, goes right to the hole. And... I think we pass it too much. <laughs> I want a shot in the first three passes. I don't care if you're open or not. This will be the anti-Hoosier plan. You have to shoot before five passes. How does Kumwal play 14 minutes? Barnes, uh, Barnes says in foul trouble. He had three fouls. I just think he uh, he just got big boyed out there. He just didn't look like he wanted to be out there. You can't have that from a, a senior leader on your team. I mean, thank God for Plovzic. We'd have got rolled. Bad. Yeah. Nine of 11 was Plovzic. 19 points. Only three rebounds. we got to work on that. I mean, you shot better. You shot more. They just got to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. They were five of sixteen from three. You were three of twenty-one. Yeah, the, the shot charts this game are insane. Just do Tennessee misses. I don't want to. It's unreal. I mean, this is gonna be the game plan now. Everybody's gonna do this. Everybody's going to say their guards, talking about Tennessee, their guards cannot penetrate and finish at the basket. You missed 12 shots in the paint. Maybe the Plovich game helps you, though. Maybe it opens it up. We kick it inside the big guy, he kicks it right back out. I don't think teams – I think teams know that Plovich can't do that every night. Yeah. Hmm. He did against the player of the year. That's true, though. I, it was so shocking. She as good as it gets yeah. in the country and down low. That's a great Plovich point. ate his lunch. But then, like, hell, we could he have a game. just couldn't get a rebound. We could have he a game on the schedule to. against Austin P, and he'll, he'll show up for two points on one of six from the field with two rebounds. Yeah, it wasn't just that Plovzic had 19 points. I mean, he did on 9 of 11 shooting. Like, that is lights out. Yep. I mean, he was working Shibway yeah. a couple times. Like the little up and under move, the kind of Spin move turn fade hook shots. Like he was hit. It, you know, this wasn't just like, hey, I'm right under the basket, jump and put it. I mean, he was he was putting in work. 
Okay, so is this is this still a problem of all right, Plavsic, you take shots right at the rim. He's good at that. He doesn't jack up bad shots. No, he took and, good shots. And these other guys, like you, you, you know, we talk, we have talked about this on and off now his entire career. But you just tell Josiah, like you, you cannot take three pointers. Like, do we just become a just we're going to pound the ball inside? And you know, Key and Vescovy, when you're wide open for three, you take. I don't even really think uh, Ziegler needs to take threes unless it's like kind of like in rhythm, got rebounders under there, like on a run. Like he he needs to be more selective from three. He kills us missing three pointers. Ziegler on the season is shooting thirty two percent from three, but I feel what? like there. He's only at 32%? 24-75, yeah. yeah. A lot of them are just bad looks. I feel like he does get caught with the ball in his hand late in the shot clock. He's had to take some just super long ones, too. But well, go back and watch some of his cut-ups. He misses wide-open threes all the I time. Because, I mean, he doesn't take contested threes. He can't. He's yeah, short. Yeah. Vescovy's 35%. Key's 36%. Those are... I, I, mean, I don't know. Josiah's 35%, but it feels different. For some reason, you think he's I afraid to attack the length 35. of his knee? He's just settling. Josiah? Yeah, he's never really been able to attack the basket. He's not quick but enough. But I feel like he's been more mid range. He is jacking up more threes know, than yeah. he has. But I don't know. Maybe he's just playing a different position, different role. I mean, he took six. Yeah, when he when he shoots five or six threes, Tennessee either wins big or gets beat. Yeah, like it's there's no like we don't win close games when Josiah shoots six or seven three pointers because he's he's like all or nothing. So I don't know what you do with that. I mean, tell him to keep shooting, or he's not quick enough to attack the basket and score like a guard. But he's not big enough to catch back to the basket and like know all the mm-hmm. like like develop all the post moves. He's a really weird tweener, and I think we've he's said that we've said that. that about him for a long time. Yeah, like good kind of a glue guy, good athlete, good defender, but. Offensively, you're just kind of like, uh, if, yeah. If he's not making threes, he just doesn't. He doesn't get a lot, a lot anywhere else. But he he can get the open three because he he can shoot contested because right. he jumps straight up and he has a high release yeah. and you know no, no, well, no one's going to block it. Well, never, yeah, and and people lay off him. I know. Well, that's what's scary now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah. Josiah's guy is is gonna play like like mush defense. Like, yeah, don't let him take it wide open, but don't really don't really run him off the line. The guy guarding Vescovy and Key is gonna be in their jock strap. Yep, yep. Uh, you're gonna put a guy on Ziegler that is probably the quickest guy on your team. I mean, that's an easy call. And then you're gonna. I think people are still just gonna play Plopsich one on one and be like, dude, if he scores 25 and dominates inside like we're just going to get beat and that's fine. I almost wonder if this team should play slower. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like just pound the ball inside even Did more. Did you see us more. try to run half court offense be on even, Saturday? Be even more selective in the half court. They need no. to do one or the other. They either need to play a lot faster or even slower. But this kind of like tweener thing that's what's killed us. That's what killed us to Keon Jane yeah. here. We had no identity. 
then we'd go fast and we'd look like a million bucks. Yeah. And then we'd just stop and stink. Yeah. Either speed this thing up and let's let's that they were doing that early in the season. Rick Barnes even said that. We'll probably shoot more threes than any team in the history of Tennessee basketball. Where yeah, where'd that go? I don't know. We're 121st now in three point attempts per field goal attempts. Nothing special. We were talking about Powell the other day. I just went I was looking back at some old games. Victor Bailey is shooting fifty percent from three at George Mason. He's playing thirty five minutes a game. <laughs> He's 43 of 88 from three. <laughs> he shot 21% last year for us. 12 of 55. What? <laughs> he shot 56% from the foul line. Now, he only took 9 of 16, but he's 37-46 from the line. 80% for George Mason. Wait, wait. He, sh- he was 50-something percent for us from the line. Now he's 80%. And he was what he- from three? He's this year. He's currently forty three of eighty eight, which is forty eight point nine percent. He was twelve of fifty five for us. Twenty one point eight. He's taking eighty eight threes and shooting almost fifty percent. That would be second on on our team in attempts. That's more than Key has taken. Yeah. If Victor Bailey was playing the Tyreek Key spot, our team would have way more points. Yeah. I mean, his first year with us, he was thirty four percent. Guys, his point per game average at Tennessee, his first year, because he had the red shirt year, and then he averaged like 12 points a game the first year he played. And it went down to 2.9 points per game from year two at Tennessee to year three. We kill transfer (laughs) guards. They regress, and then they go somewhere else, and they back to their typical self, back to the player we wanted and thought we were getting. Mm. All right, well, we we need a break. Come back with more. It's a really good... Good pull there, uh, Brett. Oh, some interesting numbers for you. Tennessee, three-point percentage on the season, 182nd in the country. We're 121st from two. We're 145th in the free throw line. I mean, it's amazing you can even be a top five team with numbers that bad. Is it weird that I want us to shoot more? More threes? Yeah. <laughs> Not really, because, I mean, we don't... I mean, We, we don't, don't do really, anything else really we well. We don't really make our twos. Yeah, like... Except Plovage. Uh We are the Kentucky game. I'm sure skewed this number even more, but we're, we've been very unlucky from the free throw line. Our free throw line. We def- don't get there. No, no. Our, I mean the other way. Our free throw line defense, which is the way that this has to be categorized, mm-hmm. even though we know that's not a thing. We're 340th in the country. Teams are shooting 76 percent from the line when they play us. So just gotten a little unlucky. When teams go to the line, they make their free throws. <laughs> How? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Well, I mean, somebody has to be unlucky, you know? I guess. I feel like we were lucky last year on that front. We always seem to be on the other end of it. So we don't get to the free throw line, and when we put people on the free throw line, they're hitting a super high clip. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, way more than they normally would. Well, I've cracked the code as to why Kentucky came out ready to play. Yeah. 
Calipari said he took all their phones and iPads and computers and told the team to go have a great night's sleep. Hmm. Okay. Great night's sleep. Just... I know, like, football teams, even for home games, they'll stay in a hotel the night before the game. The basketball team, I'm assuming, does not do that. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, they're uh, just like, hey, show up. I mean, there's so many games. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so you think the old, the old road game, the old, the old Lou Holtz commercial, road games. I just love road games. I just love road games. No distractions. Just you against the world. What? I mean, what does this team come out with their hair on fire tomorrow night at Mississippi State? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you think the Lofton thing was a distraction? No, I mean they're not like even Barnes, out there for Barnes it. Was probably more focused leading up to it with Lofton and all these events he was having. Yeah, but yeah, but we got off to a good start. Did Barnes get out coached by Calipari? I don't. I don't really put much of this on Barnes. I mean, he didn't miss five layups. It's on Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> What's he supposed to do? Go out there and make the layup for him? I mean, this is a common theme with his teams here at Tennessee. Missing layups? Hickman? No, it's not. Bad shooting. Awful substitutions. He pulled Plovzic after like a 6-0 run, I think, and I was sitting there screaming, keep Plovzic He in. did, no. Plovzic scored six straight, and then he, he pulled him. It's like, that's too much offense, Juros. You know better. <laughs> You're going to tire yourself out, buddy. Take a breather. It's like he tries to beat teams in the most respectful way possible. We just can't put our foot on their throat and just end them. Does it make you feel better that 11 ranked teams lost on Saturday? No. Nothing makes me feel better about this, Cress. Nine of the 11 teams that lost on Saturday were on the road. Two of them faced ranked opponents. Tennessee didn't either. We were at home against an unranked team and lost. So Tennessee was up 8 nothing, and we brought in Josiah, Ziegler, and Meshack and Adu. We subbed four? Why? 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 Because they were tired. They weren't tired. He is the guy that stayed on the floor. There might have been two subs to get to that point, but yeah, it was from your starting lineup. At obviously the twenty-minute mark to the fifteen-minute mark, you had four new guys in the basketball game. Like, why wouldn't you just, hey, we, we got to a great start. Let's just rotate these guys one or two at a time, and then get the guys that started. Yeah, not, back not in a the wholesale game. change. Yeah. But the thing is, you I bet if you track this for the season, there would be no pattern at all. You think so? I bet. No. I mean, surely they have a, a system. <laughs> right? Come on. You've taught you said it on Friday. You his think he's system, just like oh you his system is oh you made it that guy made it say, get him out of there. You said that. You are the one that said that. Not I didn't disagree. You said if no one ever made a mistake, the same five would play all 40 minutes. No one would ever go in the game. We were up eight to nothing. There was no mistake. We hadn't given up a bucket. Maybe he listened to the show on Friday. It's like, oh, yeah, we were up eight to nothing. Let's give these guys some rest. 
We do say we like to see some guys get rest when we're up big late. <laughs> yeah, but we're we were up small early, Crass. <laughs> I'm not blaming this on Rick, though. He's the coach that all falls at his well, feet. Well, I understand that, but if you just watch the game, I mean, no, I didn't like the sub, but you should be able to sub and not give up. What, yeah. what we, we subbed and they gave up a 10-0 run? Like, that's not Rick Barnes' fault. That we're can't not, That can't happen. We're also not a young team. No. We have young pieces, but no, this, These guys have been this is more leadership on it. I mean, Santi, Joe. The guys that came into the game were Ziegler, Joe, Meshack, and Adu. I mean, but J- Joe's like the leader. Yeah, but yeah, did you really have to throw Meshack in there? <laughs> Meshack, <laughs> really? You started the game eight zero, playing good defense. Wait, wait, think about this. You started the game eight zero. Pretty good offense, mm-hmm. great defense. I mean, they couldn't get a shot off, and you put in. You went to your we can't score lineup like you yep. put. I mean Ziegler, I feel like helps the. That's an offensive sub. But like, yeah, why does Mayshack need to go into the game there at all? Like, can't you bring him back in with four of the other five guys that started the game? Maybe yeah, like in the next rotation. But I mean, like Crest, like my thing is, this happens about every five games with Rick Barnes coach basketball teams. Ever since we lost. Grant and Admiral, this has happened consistently every four or five games throughout the season. It happens in March. I mean, at some point, this is just what you come to expect with Rick Barnes coach basketball teams. But I think it would be fine if it happened during the regular season and it happened once out of every three, three or four years, yeah, in the tournament. And those other years, you like, you know, at least make it to your expectation. I mean, the problem is you just usually lose in the tournament before you're even playing a team that's seated better than you. And, like, I- I'm fuming mad, so, like, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but, like, we've mm-hmm. talked about it. That's all he has to do is get us to the Elite Eight, Final Four. One big postseason run. The success we've had in the tournament, it was cool. It was fine. Your first couple of years here, once you got the ball rolling, we are on the cusp of being an elite basketball program. I mean, we're the winningest team in the SEC over the last three, four years. Like that, that's all you got. That's all you got to do, man. But like he, it just never works out that way. It's always disappointment after disappointment. We lost to a what eight win Oregon State team that got in the tournament just because they got hot. Yeah, they were maybe the hottest team in the country. Just saying, we talked about that with like Vanderbilt and South Carolina, but that team really was. I mean, it felt like we got down by ten in that game, and it just it, that's just yeah, what it was, it was the whole game. Being down eight points against for Tennessee, that that's like a doublet. It's sixteen. If you're down eight, you're down sixteen. If I'd have told you we were going to give up sixty three points, oh no! What? You remember that chart I was telling you about? Yeah, that was through twenty eighteen. I just read the Torvik, the Bart T. Oh boy, yeah, Bart Torvik. We yeah. got the worst. Coach yeah, of the country in the tournament. Yeah, the uh, the the tournament. Yeah. Um, NCAA tournament results by coach. Yeah. Uh, they ranked. Yeah. Four hundred and five. Yeah. Rick Barnes, 
This is in the tournament. Well, okay, t- explain what this is. This is in this the tournament. Is, this is a this is a metric. Mm-hmm. It's called your performance against Kim Palm expectations. Okay. So all season, you know, Kim Palm numbers are being tweaked based on how well you do in the regular season, and this is your postseason performance as compared to that. Mm-hmm. Out of four hundred and five coaches that were ranked yeah. between the years 2000 and 2022. Mm-hmm. Rick Barnes. In the tournament. Yep. Out of 405 coaches is 404. No way. <laughs> he has a minus 6.2 performance against Kempom. When you're that bad at something and you've been doing it as long as Rick Barnes has, who, who? it's not luck. It's you, buddy. It's you. Who's last? Jamie Dixon. Really? Yep. Those guys might be battling it out for that 405 spot this postseason. God. Jamie Dixon's at TCU now, right? Yeah. They're doing well. Just beat Kansas State. 404 out of 405? Mm-hmm. How? Well, his performance against seed expectations is a minus six. Basically, he never wins games. I mean, and again, the better you are in the regular season, the harder it is to be high on this list. However, all of these guys are near the top. These are, these are guys, I'll just read them in order from the top. Roy Williams, Tom Izzo, Jim Bay. Roy Williams is the top? He's the best. All right. Roy Williams, Tom Izzo, Jim Beheim, John Calipari, John Beeline, Billy Donovan, Jim Calhoun, Brad Stevens, Bill Self, Jay Wright, Kevin Ollie. Always just kind of a small sample size, but uh, Porter Moser, uh, Frank Martin. Hmm. And that happens, you know, I mean, obviously when you have a low-seeded team that goes really far, it really helps your numbers. And the opposite is true. That's why uh, Tony Bennett is way down near the bottom. But even Rick Barnes has now fallen below Tony Bennett. With his six, with his one that lost to a sixteen, thrown in there. Hubert Davis is fourteenth. Eric Musselman's fifteenth. Jim Laranega, Chris Beard, Bill Guthridge, which that's really weird. He was only in North Carolina for a minute; wasn't very good. Rick Patino, Gary Williams, Shaheem Holloway, <laughs> Dana Altman, Leonard Hamilton, Bruce Pearl, Dick mm. Bennett. I mean, that's a who's who top twenty-five right yep, there. Yep, yep. Uh, Mark Fuse twenty-eight. Bo Ryan's 33, Archie Manning's 36. Who? Archie Manning. Archie Manning, why did I say that? Archie Miller. Okay. What's that? Uh, the bottom, 405, Jamie Dixon, 404, Rick Barnes, Tony Bennett's 403, Fran That's Duffy. pretty crazy that Tony Bennett's 403. Yeah. With a natty. But obviously you lost to the, you know, the 16, so. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so he Tony Bent's sixteen and nine in the tournament. Rick Barnes is twenty three and nineteen. Jamie Dixon's thirteen and thirteen. So for every game Jamie Dixon has won in the tournament, he has lost a game in the tournament. Mm. That's pretty What's Rick Barnes' record? Twenty three and nineteen since two thousand. Every game he's lost at Tennessee in the NCAA tournament has came as the higher seed and the and the betting favorite. 
So what are we do? Are we burning it down? Huh? No. You firing up the hot board? I'll tell you who I'd get, but not over a January game against Kentucky. Oldsburger. Yeah, it, that, that game, the best game of the weekend, was on ESPN Plus. That was a crime against humanity. Uh, Kansas once once again just got lucky in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, one by two. All right, come back with more. Stick with us. Yeah. Going away in eight six five five four six eighty two hundred. Welcome back to Three and Out. Right back to the Big Orange Philly phone lines we go. 865-546-8200. Uh, we got Matt up next. What's up, Matt? You're on Three and Out. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah, morning. It Pretty shocking stats you guys throwing out there. Mo- mo- we are mourning. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Dude, we're so, we, we know this, though. I think we're accustomed to it, right? I mean, <laughs> it's just like, you know, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, Trying to come off complaining, even though it's going to seem that way. But uh, we got I think three... a little complaining's okay this morning. Uh, yeah, I think it's warranted. We got three elite coaches, I think, that are doing a bang up job in our three primary sports. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Okay. So, however, all three coaches seem to have a problem just with that last step. You know. We could have been in the playoff this year in football, but we dropped the ball. I mean, completely dropped the ball. Um, baseball dropped the ball. As great as a season as it was, Notre Dame, that was just completely unacceptable. And then uh, Barnes just doing what Barnes does, man. It's like we're on the cusp of just taking that step to be, you know, the, the elite, the best of the best, and we're just <laughs> – I don't know, man. It, it just kind of pisses me off, to be honest with you. Are we just unlucky? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say unlucky in football, just because it's so your your second year coach, you know. So like, you can kind of, and also baseball. It's not like he's been there for five years, right? Years, you know. Barnes, however, you know, that's that's a different story. That's that's getting a little old. So something's got to change there because. You know, year in and year out, we sit here and have the same conversation. If the stats are true, Nate, uh, 404 out of 405. Yeah. And that doesn't even count the last four years. You could that He might be last place if that only goes up to 2018. No, no, no. That That's when I changed it. He was three-something, and I changed it to 2022, 20, and that's when he went to 404. Oh, I yeah. got gotcha. you. Oh, man. I mean, it's next to last. Like, you can't, I mean, it, you don't have to make it worse yeah, than it I'd, is. <laughs> I'd rather him just be last. <laughs> Jeez, man, I don't know. That's what sucks. How does it? Because you know, um, it's weird, man. Because I don't want to call for him. I don't want to call for Barnes to get fired because he's a damn good coach, man. You know, but is he? <laughs> <laughs> but also, you the know? season's not over, though, right? We're talking about Barnes in March right now. We're not, are we not talking? I mean, I, I'm confused by what are we arguing right now. Well, I guess I guess if you're saying like regular season Barnes probably top ten, right? 
But, mm-hmm. I mean, even regular season, Barnes seems to have these games where he just, like, you know, uh, Saturday where you just come out and just drop the ball against an inferior opponent. We should have beat Kentucky by 15 points. That team sucks, man. They got one mm. decent player, maybe maybe one and a half. We've got probably seven that can play. We were even rotating the bench and we couldn't do anything. It's like they never got tired and we just couldn't do anything. It was a weird. That was a weird game, guys. I'd actually argue that Kentucky's roster is significantly better than Tennessee's. Well, I mean, on paper, but yeah, on paper, but on with what they they just got their asses handed to them by the worst team in the SEC at home, and then they come into our house and just. You know, I don't want to say beat us around because that was a physical game, but I mean to come in here and get a dub, and then just to basically all we just did, we could have put Kentucky in the ground, could have buried them for the next four or five years, right? Just get them out of here, and all we did was just resurrect their program again. This morning, I wake up and all the articles are like, you know, Calipari proving the naysayers wrong, Kentucky's back, all mm-hmm. that BS crap you just want to throw up. I don't think Kentucky will go on that slide. I I think they could be preseason one next year. But they'll be all different players. It's not like the, I mean, yeah. Most we could have yeah. we could have killed this season, and we could have made their their fans. Freak I mean, maybe out. Calipari leaves. <laughs> I mean, we could have just made it so much harder on them. Yeah, but now this is like, oh, see, we can play at a high level. We beat a top five team. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys? I'll, I'll get out of here. But do you guys think that we're kind of? I mean. Just take all three sports. I think we're I think we're making progress and we're making big steps, right? Matt, look, just, can, I, can I try and just argue the other side just for the the hell of it? Because I'm not sure I even agree with this. But yeah, sure. what what if what right. if what if all three of those guys are just so much better than the average coach in the regular season? So when they perform at an average level in the postseason, it's disappointing. Yeah, but do you think? I mean. What, what are you trying to say? That basically, uh, you know, take Barnes for example. Barnes is just a great regular season coach. That's pretty much what you're saying, right? And he just doesn't he doesn't step his game up in postseason. It's just it's just the same Rick, Rick Barnes that's playing in the postseason that's playing in the regular season. It's just that everybody else steps their coaching game up. Yeah, and it's hard to right? argue with Barnes since he's got two five stars on this team, mm-hmm. and we don't really like because sometimes I watch this team and I'm like, this team is not the top five team like mm-hmm. look at the talent there's there's not top five talent on this team but there should be there's two five stars out there like if you pick the wrong guys that's kind of on you like, yeah yeah they don't look like it. you're right they don't it's which is weird and but i've seen barnes develop players you know completely what is the player he changed the he changed his shot a few years back like his second year coach what was the guy kevin, kevin punter um, yeah led the uh, sec yeah. in scoring his last year yeah but you, you can't i mean you gotta rick barnes obviously is a is a Top tier college basketball coach. I don't think anybody would argue that. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm just wanting to see what we can do in the postseason. To me, it's kind of like the Titans. It's at some point, you know, the Titans took a Josh Dobbs and played a, the most boring brand of football with a pro style offense, gave him no time to throw the ball when all they had to do, in my opinion, was spread that field out and let him, which would have created more time for him, splitting those linebackers out. But you got a stubborn coach that's never going to go anywhere in the postseason. <laughs> you know, he's just not. And that's to me what you got with the Barnes. You know, same kind of mentality. 
don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Love you guys. No, and I, I think that started to kind of seep in a little bit. I mean, we're, ta- we're talking about a top-five Tennessee team at home against Kentucky, and that crowd was just like, eh. It's because they're not fun to watch. I mean that, but it's like, are people just done with the regular season? Is it like, yeah, yes, we, we're always be. pretty good in the regular uh, season, but yeah, okay, I see what like, you're we're gonna go and be loud. La- I, mean, I don't know. I, I still feel like you know, I, I I try to tell Hickman this all the time. I I enjoy the regular season, but if this was like a football game where you have to beat Kentucky to even make the the, if this was football where the, your regular season determines whether you just automatically make the Final Four or not, mm-hmm. and this game was crucial, it'd have been a different level, right? Yeah, I don't enjoy the regular season because as a program, we're just stagnant. Like, you know, it, it's fun when you're on the rise, when you see the admirals and grants and you start taking those steps as a program. But right now, you know, we're not going down, but we're not going up either. We're just sitting here. It's kind of like when you play a video game and you want to just start simulating the regular season so you can get to the yeah the tournament. All right, let's go back to the Big Orange Philly phone. We've got Philly up next. What's up, Philly? You're on three and out. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Philly. I see y'all talking about Rick Barnes. What else? Uh, that was uh, um, th- that was a pile of slop on Saturday, Phil. Yeah, it was. But uh, all honestly, Rick Barnes is good at building programs, but he can't take them to the promised land. I mean, is that's the only thing he needs to do, right? Is just get over that hump, get us to a Sweet Sixteen, well, Elite every, Eight. Every gonna get over. I mean, I know. the best teams he's had here. This he year. had he had Bowen the point guard, and he had Kenny Chandler, and then you had Lamonte Turner who could play the one and the two, and they don't have no Lamonte Turner on our roster right now. Yeah, I mean, this team's they're struggling at the point guard spot, and now with Ziegler being, you know, banged up a little bit with the knee. I mean, like, they've tried the experimentation with a little bit of Vescovy and a little bit of Key. Like, it has to be Ziegler, but if he's not playing well, you're in deep trouble. Well, they should have known this uh, six months ago. I agree. Are they hard-headed? What, what's their deal, putting Key out there and right, playing point? I don't know. He can't. He can't do it against teams like Kentucky. He just can't. You guys really think it's a point guard? I think that's a big part of it. Ziegler has like 34 assists in his last four games. Yeah, but we're, we're not it. turning the ball over. Yeah, we are. We're terrible. We're 263rd in the country in turnover percentage. Ziegler's playing too many minutes is part of the problem. I mean, he needs to be Saturday. playing about 22, yeah, right. 25 minutes a game instead of extended minutes. He's wore out, and he's also not 100% on top of that. Yeah, well, and then uh, what Ziegler didn't practice, you know, he missed yeah. two practices before the game. Key's worn out. Can't in making shots on offense. So to BJ, we're just not practice at point. Those last those two practices he missed. I mean, what's going on with that? Yeah, I don't if know. If that's your problem, I mean, he, he? he can't redshirt. So yeah. like, but we we haven't played him in games where you could even see what you, what you have. Mm-hmm. And you, but, yeah, and you can't. He's it's too late now to to put him out there in the, in the, in you know the, when the game, live games now because most of these games are going to be close games now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had them 30, 40 point leads and having people sitting on the bench. I don't, I don't understand it. But he's never going to win a championship, you know, and I know it. And when Tennessee loses get big games, they stink. It don't matter what sport it is. <laughs> Gosh, it was so hard to watch on Saturday. That South Carolina football game? That was. Oof. 
don't know if it gets much Notre worse Dame, than that one. That Notre Dame baseball game on our own in our own on our own uh, field it was god awful. And that came down to coaching too, right? Because <laughs> then we take uh, Burns uh-huh. out in that one. Yeah. yeah. Or like University of Chocolatiers, guys, is putting <laughs> your pop smoking. See. <laughs> I mean, are we just a bunch of pretenders then in every sport? Is that? I mean, I think with football, I mean, year two, you're way ahead of schedule. I think you're still kind of wait and see there. And even after next year, you know, you kind of got to give Heupel time to see what he can do with his guy, Nico, Mm -hmm. before you really make any harsh judgments out on him. Uh, Baseball, I, I think it's only a matter of time before Tony Vitello wins a College World Series. He's the hottest young coach in college baseball right now, maybe the best coach, best recruiter in the country. Uh, This place is absolutely blown up. But I think the difference between football and baseball as compared to basketball is in football and baseball you have young, exciting coaches who are constantly working on their craft, whereas you have Rick Barnes set in his ways, been doing it for 30-plus years. I guess that's what's tough, though, man. It's like it works most of the time. Yeah. No, this is this is almost the worst spot to be in. I saw someone compare him to Mark Richt. I was just thinking that. That was my this will be my next go to. It's like great guy, wins a lot of games, can't get it over the hump. All right, well who's Kirby Smart? I don't know. Oldsburger. Muscleman. Back-to-back Elite Eights. It's more impressive than anything Barnes has done here. Mm. Nate Oates. I mean, is that what this season's going to come down to now? Is that where we're at? Like, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, or, like, people just out? Yeah, and they should be. SEC tournament doesn't do anything for you? No, it doesn't, because we've done it. Who cares? It's the SEC tournament. The one thing we can't do is win games in the NCAA tournament. Win them. Or just, I'm done. That's how I feel. That's how everybody should feel. It's a You play to win it all. It's a good point, though. Like, Why do we care if we lost to Kentucky, if that's all that matters now? Because it's a reminder of what will happen in March is why it okay. hurts I mean, so You can't say that until it does happen. I get where you're coming from. Uh, uh, right. You can't say the wins don't matter if the losses do matter. Like, if anything, we should hope for a losing streak. We come in the tournament as a 12 seed and yeah, play over our head. Yeah, horrible win that SEC tournament last year. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was like the worst thing that could happen to us. You said we can't do it until it happens. Like, I mean, Rick Barnes chokes in March every year. Expecting anything else to happen besides that is insanity. Like, why would I believe that Rick Barnes is going to get us to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight? The one time he did get to the Sweet 16, he had a team that was legitimately national championship good. That was an underachieving season. He does it every year. And now that he has teams that you look at, oh, they're probably Elite Eight, maybe Final Four good if they get hot. Well, guess what? He's losing in the round of 32 with those teams. Whatever his team's ceiling is, just go ahead and what's actually going to happen will be about two, three notches below that. That's how it's going to play out. Well, this is your eight. I mean, I feel like you just there's just, you just have to kind of put a number on it, right? I think you just got to give him like three-year ten and see what happens. 
I mean, unless you know falls apart, but I don't think it's going to do that. I mean, I, I I don't. You just I, do you think it's going to fall apart? I don't see that happening. No, no, I don't think it will. I think you'll always be pretty good. Then you just see, you just roll the dice again every. I year. just don't get like we. I mean, we, don't you think Conzo got lucky his year? Like, yes, you might just get lucky. You're being put in position to get lucky, which is half the battle. I mean, I guess, but then you read me that stat, and he's second to last. Like that can't yeah. be an accident. No, I don't think so. But I mean, when Conzo Martin has gotten lucky the same amount of times as Rick Barnes. Kind of repulsive. I think you're overreacting a little bit. It was one. It was a bad game. You're not going to play perfect every time out there. Yep. I think it'll make a difference how you come out tomorrow because you just played Mississippi State. You beat them by what forty, thirty. Now you go on the road. Yeah. I mean, I think it's how you bounce back. That that would tell more about Barnes. I mean, yeah, it was a bad game. But like, we we will bounce back, and that's what sucks. <laughs> That's what like, sucks. Because we're going to go on a four-game stretch here, and we're going to kick some mid- to low-tier SEC team's ass, and then Texas is going to come to town, and they're going to beat our brains Actually, in. Actually, but, but I mean, usually it'd go the other way. Like, we'd play kind of crappy against these three teams that are bad, but still maybe win them, and then Texas roll in, and we'll play great and win that one, and then, you know, the next big game might be the one you just lay an egg in. It, 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 it's college basketball. I mean, look at some of the other top teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just weird. I told you, eleven top twenty-five teams yeah. lost on Saturday. Like, no, this is not a year where there's a, a juggernaut. And if we're complaining about, uh, I know what you're saying. This reminds you of a game in March, but it's not a game in March. So let's make sure we're not being a hypocrite. We're far from March. <laughs> if all that matters is March, then okay, yeah, it sucked in the moment, but hey, it's just a regular season basketball mm-hmm. game. I don't know. We'll come back. Snap and we'll, clear. Uh, we'll we'll get more phone calls on the flip side. Hour three next. <laughs> 